All right, as we begin our program, let me introduce you to our couple, our guests of honor for the segment for tonight. We do have Mrs. Natalie George. Good evening to you, madam, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Hi, good evening, and good evening to your viewers. And also we do have Dr. Dennis George. Good evening to you, sir, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good evening to all the listeners in you. And so we dive right in. We're talking about now um, uh, a very sensitive subject, marriage. And, 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 and this is a, a subject that we always think we know when we get into, especially us young people. We tend to think, I know what I got this, I'm, I'm going to do this and, until I sign those papers that say it's no more. And then you realize, actually, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, so um, I'd like to first talk to you guys about how you got into your marriage, when it was, and uh, what made you believe yeah, I got this, and and you're still in it, Mrs. George. I'm going to start with you. When was it, and how did it happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, where do I start? Um, it, just thinking back, um, probably about twenty, twenty-three years ago, maybe around that time, I met Dennis when he was really involved with trade, trade union work in Transnet at the time. He was a general secretary for a very small trade union, and we sort of kind of met one night I had a girls night and he had a boys night and somehow just connected um, I remember that um, our first conversation that we had was around um, I think a book that he had read which was Julius Caesar and not too long ago I'd read the same book and uh, we would go out and recruit you know at night after working hours and um, I would always remember him saying when he greets all these workers by starting off and saying, I greet you all, my friends, Romans and countrymen, you know, that statement. And I would just laugh like, could you not say anything else other than that? But, uh, you know, I found him to be a very intellectual person, very um, strong world. He knew what he wanted at the time. For me, you know, when I was sort of looking at all of this, I kind of had to get into this thing of trade union work and what it really meant. At that stage, labor relations wasn't as clear as what it is now, you know, and at times it was it was quite scary just watching what he had to do. I would go with him and sit in on, you know, the employer and worker arbitration, you know, reconciliation meetings that they had, and it was quite tough. Negotiations was quite tough. I don't know if Dennis remembers that, but I would go along. He would invite me along. It was important for him to, to take me along so that I could see the kind of work that he does. And um, the person that I saw then was quite an interesting person. It was someone that I felt I could aspire to. And, um, and yeah, that's how things had started then. Okay. And when, when, when you decided to get married, Mr. George, how, how did you arrive at that conclusion that I'm going to marry this one. No, <laughs> it just Natalie was saying it was there the girls' night, you know, and it was a nice jazz place, you know, jazz music. And I saw her, uh, you know, looking so fresh. And where, so where was it? Was it here in Jova? It was Cape in Cape Town. Town okay. You know, at the jazz place in Cape Town. I think the place is closed down today. And But I knew a friend, um, Jamila Isaacs, and, you know, she's like, we chatted and I said, you know, who's this lady with this curly hair, you know, and see, it's like, no, it's Natalie. I said, okay, you know, I would like to know her a little bit better. And and that's how the whole thing started off. 
um, off between the two of us. And and I must say, you know, look, looking back after all the years, you know, I think there's a purpose why marriage is an institution. Because it's when, you know, you, know, you grow up as adults and you need to get this oneness and you also need to get that support for one another. And it's always not sometimes easy to get into the oneness because, you know, there's two different personalities and so on. But, you know, as you grow older, you know, yeah. you just like learn to say, okay, you know, I give up. <laughs> you know, I just like ah, stop fighting over yeah. this and that. Yeah. And, and you just let life be and, you know, but that oneness is the important thing because that's what is biblical, you know, it's a, Bible say that the man will leave his mother and father, yeah, yeah. and he will cling on to his wife. Okay, they will become one. I'm, I'm going to say something that perhaps um, um, is important for our audiences to appreciate that almost all the couples we've had, they're just like you. They have a spiritual connection with their God, and it, it always comes forth within the first 15 minutes of our conversation. How important is faith? Because um, I, I notice that not many of us young people are that faith-oriented. Um, is it really important? Do we have to be faith-oriented? Do we really have to believe in some God? Because when you listen to some of our com com companions, uh, it sounds like you believe in this uh, hocus-pocus stuff, and, and it's unintellectual. Uh, Naya, as intelligent as you are, you believe in something. Something's wrong with you. Do we have to? Do we have to have a a religion in order for our marriage to stay together? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that that is the only recipe for a good and healthy marriage. Or, but it is important. It is, and it's a covenant that both yourself as husband and wife. To have and create between yourself and God and it also keeps the marriage centered because you kind of have to keep God in the center of all of this you know our worlds are centered around spirituality because that's the way we believe it to be but I would say that there's a lot of other elements that people may want to make use of that could keep them you know centered in their marriage yeah okay all right uh, so after how long did you decide okay I'm gonna put a ring in it well, look, um, first of all, there's like this <coughs> thing about the institution of marriage. But it's actually going before the marriage, there's something called an engagement. Okay. And in, in our law, the engagement agreement is much more stronger than a marriage agreement. Okay. Because in an engagement, once you've committed to the person and you break the engagement, the other person can sue you in court for breach of promise. But you cannot sue for, for, for something in the marriage. Yeah. If, if, if there's no more love between the two of you, you know, then you just tell the judge that, you know, there's no more love and affection. And then he says, look, you can. But, but the engagement is much more stronger. So you always ask yourself the question, why is it like that? Yeah. And I would think the reason for that is because to bring about people have to be there to have that deep, deep, passionate commitment towards one another. And I think, you know, that is critical because it's also a transitional period. You know, when you leave your mother and father and you cling on to a new individual and the two of you become one. So so in a marriage and a family, it's preparing you for the next stage where you need to 
to, to, to provide for the next generation. Because, you know, God actually wants us, you know, to have children. Because your children is a deep reflection of the two of you. You know, when children is born, he says, in Afrikaans, hey, like now say, pa. He said, no, no, he looks like his mother. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it is that thing that people sacrifice everything that they have to give to their children, you know, a better life than what they have. And so this whole process of the marriage and the family, it's a very important institution. And that is what keeps societies together. And that is what keeps nations together. That, that you have that oneness and that family. Because, you know, people will say in Afrikaans, blood is thicker as water. That's right. And that That's is something right. that is very, very critical. And I think those institutions are important because there comes also moments where you go through difficulties. Then you can turn to your partner. Yeah. Or like I would wake up my wife five o'clock in the morning and say, Natalie, let's pray, you know, or let's just come together and it's like, so that is like, you know, and, but that is very, very important for us because we know that moments, five o'clock in the morning, so that we pray together. Yeah. Those are the breakthrough moments in our lives. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Ben is in the spirit already. <laughs> okay. All right. It's 20 minutes after 10. I'm going to open the lines for those of you who'd like to join the conversation. Feel free. Um, I understand a lot of people say um, when it comes to issues of marriage, we prefer to keep quiet. I would encourage you to ask the questions as well. Don't be quiet. Don't just listen in there. If you have your own questions, uh, send your texts. I can see your texts coming through. Put a call through the studio. We can engage. You're listening to the Headspace. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. We're in conversation tonight with Dr. Dennis George and his lovely wife, Mrs. Natalie George. And remember, he's not here as a trade unionist tonight. He's here as a husband who's been able to keep his marriage together. And that's what we're here to learn. How did she make sure this marriage stays together? How did he make sure this marriage stays together? If you're one of those people who'd like to know, stay tuned and... Please feel free to call us on 0891-104-207-0891-104-207. So, uh, Mrs. George, he's, he, he's not always at home. Uh, sometimes he has to leave home for quite some time. And you knew this when you met him, that he travels quite a bit. How do you, how, how do you keep your sanity and not send some spies to check out what he's doing with whom he's doing it with how do you how do you keep it together when he's gone because this is one of the things that we find is a big problem husbands and wives don't trust one another how do you how do you keep your sanity well i think the main thing really is is that i had to install a level of trust because you know when dennis came to me and he said to me um, you know, this is this is an opportunity for me. I could be the general secretary of the federation, and um, he asked me. You know, the fact that he asked me meant that I needed to support him. And I do remember that day in our living room, uh, we were at home, and he'd asked for me to pray for him. And I said, he, I said to him, "Well, what is it that you want me to pray for?" He says, "I need wisdom and knowledge." And that's what I prayed for. It was a private moment between the two of us. And, and I obviously 
had to sort of capitulate to his desire, not because I am being selfish to do so, but it is the understanding that we are one unit and we have to work through this together. Um, so with him not being at home, it meant that he was doing something good for the country, okay. for the people of South Africa. Um, you know, I, I also sort of kept myself busy with um, with things, you know, that also occupied my mind where I do things for the community, etc. So at the same time, while I was in my own space of yeah. trying to help people, I was also with the you know, impression that he would be doing the same. Yeah. So, you know, with looking at the things that he's done, I could measure that he has made a difference. Okay. And that is what gave me the comfort that I could trust him to go out because he's bringing something back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm taking some calls for you. 0891 Um I'm going to ask you the same, same, same question, Dr. George. But first, let's take this call from P.E. Nande. Good evening. Bungani. Yes, Doug. Bungani, I won't be talking to the trade unionist, right? Mm. Uh, the wife, Mrs. George, will be doing the answering because Dennis has been talking too much as a unionist. Now, Mrs. George mentioned one way that I trust. Yeah. Right? And there's also this devotion to a higher person or higher spirit. Yeah. A deity of sort. Right? Yeah. So which means when George is out doing his business, which he has to, so that he can bring the bacon in the house, Mrs. George will be staying there trusting that God is guiding him. God is in front. God is behind him. God is the sideways, right? Yeah. And if God, both of them, God is an anchor, all right? Now, how long did it take? I hear George mentioning that he first saw the beautiful hair of Mrs. George. The right? curly hair, yeah. Obviously, it, it was the last day talking. Yeah. Not love, right? And he realized it was last. <laughs> Hence, it was the engagement, okay. right? They could have gone to some pre counseling. In other words, he wanted to know her. Yeah. I like to tell us. He wanted to know her. Because now you cannot love what you don't know. Okay. Unless it's infatuation, right? Okay. Now I hope they do know that you are the casualty of divorce, right? Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. Now, will Miss not agree when I see that the reason why the marriage is to best of time, if I borrow child's class, because they've got what I can call a compatibility of conscience. Mr. George, the floor is yours. Uh, I'm assuming that your question, okay, maybe maybe I just want to get clarity on what he wants me to respond to. Is it? Does he want me to elaborate on that? Yes, he's he he, he is of the view that you have used um, your compatibility in your spirituality, and that you have been able to use that to inculcate that trust. So how did you do that? What it is that you got uh, to hold on to him about as, as far as your spirituality is concerned? That's That was my understanding of what he said. Yeah. Look, um, you know, there is a level of compatibility because I think compatibility would be one of those elements, as, you, as I'd mentioned previously, that it cannot only hold because of spirituality. I think believe that there's a level of compatibility between two people with an understanding that 
We both have each of our own um, views, the way we see things, approach things, and do our um, our work. Um, I also believe that, um, you know, uh, the trust is also a big element. So, however you interpret trust, it it's it's um, a value system that you install in the family, and it doesn't only just come between mother and father. Um, husband and wife, but it also filters down into the family, which is the children. And that's how deep trust has to go within the value system of a family. And, and, and how, did you, how did you know that you're compatible with him spiritually? That's quite interesting, though. Um, yeah, I, I guess it grew over time, but I always knew that Dennis had a very strong spiritual um growth path you know he himself had um, been very involved with uh, the church doing um, work for the church uh, volunteering as such he gave up his job um, and all material things to go and in, into full-time ministry at some stage in his life and he was very young and um, I could only hear these stories because I wasn't part of his life at that particular time but as I uh, sort of heard the stories one story in particular that he mentioned was um, this young boy that he saved one day who fell into the swimming pool of his home and um, he sort of just had a moment a spiritual moment I would imagine that he went out and he went to save this little boy's life and that in itself is a a reflection for me but um, you know when we speak um, you know when we speak on spiritual matters it's quite deep conversations. One cannot argue with Dennis when it comes to things that is written in the Bible. He has a very good understanding of what is written in the Bible, and his interpretation is it's very intuitive, um, very deep. Dr. George, I asked your wife a question about trust, and uh, this is also very important for us to understand how you did it. You've got a beautiful wife, and when you leave her behind... Probably have palpitations and worries. My goodness, what if some guy comes and tries to sweep her off her feet? How do you walk away and not look back and trust that I'll find her there when I come back? Yeah, I look. If you if you if you look at the U.S. dollar, you know, it, only it has in God we trust. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. It's not just about trusting in one another. But, you know, people also want to trust the SABC. Okay. The SABC is going to give them the real news, yeah. not fake news. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They also, we also want to trust the financial system that if you put your money into the bank, you know, tomorrow you want to come. And so society is built on trust. Okay. It is a trust that is very important. And you made an analogy about, you know, trust between a husband and a wife. Okay, and I think what is very, very critical is that um, the trust must also be strengthened. Okay, and the way that trust is strengthened, you know, is when you go through difficult times. You know, when things, like if I can use uh, a situation of our own country, you know, that we had to start as a nation, you know, in 1994, that we had to start to trust one another, where we hated one another. And Mandela and his friends said that, you know, if you can teach somebody to hate, you know, you can teach people to love. That is very important. 
because you know as a nation as Africans on this continent you know we need to come together we need to stand together and we need to work together to build a better life for all our people I think that's very important all right, all right. Let's take a voice note. Um, a lot of you sent your voice notes. You can send them to oh six one four one zero four one zero seven oh six one four one zero four one zero seven. Phineas. Hi, Nae and South Africans. Eddie from Mobile Foundation uh, in Ordinalsres. Um, thank you very much for the guests. You know, um, one feels so empowered. And every Tuesday, I make sure that I don't miss this. Um, what a nice program. And, you know, in these trying times, and I like what the, your guest said, the word, the buzzing word, trust. Yeah. Um, this is the word that we need to have uh, in, in our doorsteps, because it's very important that as couples, we trust one another. Well, thank you very much, and uh, I just want to say, may the Lord uh, bless them as they continue with with their marriage. Let God be their center. Thank you very much. All right. Um, did you hear Eddie is from a particular foundation? Eddie, later on, perhaps during the open line, you can tell us more about your foundation. He usually calls in from Wadenos Ross today. He comes from some particular foundation thank you very much eddie i appreciate that voice note all right now problems come and and i've noticed that you 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 have not shied away from that point dr george that they do come when they come how do you handle them because we almost all the time tend to crumble when those problems come marriages fall apart whether it is financial problems uh, your wife told us about how you at some point left your work and that means less money uh, she's probably the only one who had to bring in the money at the time how do you handle those problems be it financial problems be it uh, emotional problems or sexual problems whatever problems may encounter how do you handle them look the first thing is that you must accept spiritually that God will provide no, so the management you try to do and you work hard and you try your best. And, you know, there was a time when I was, before I got married to Natalie, um, you know, I decided, look, I need to volunteer in the society because in Cape Town we have a lot of, you know, society problems. And, um, I look, I just gave up my job and what I did was, and I just, dedicated work to the youth work and the church and so on and that was very important for me because I started to learn to trust in God also and that he will provide at the moment at the time and you know I always was interested into this intellectual things when I was in my 50s I decided I'm going to do my master's degree and then I decided I'm also going to do the doctorate after that you know, God just makes these things easy for you to achieve um, and makes it like enlightens your mind and changes you and transforms you. Okay. So I think what is very important in the particular process of growth is that, you know, the older you get, the stronger you get. Okay. And then the more you grow. And I think that is very, very important for me. And it was for me also. Great. Okay. When, when he left his job, Mrs. George, 
how did you feel about that? Because you, we are told that um, women want to be secured, and financial security is one of the most things that keep women secure. But you seem to have uh, sailed through it. You seem to be quite comfortable even talking about it. Well, he left his job, and how did you handle that? When he leaves the job, there's less money. How did you? How did the news of him leaving his work grab you, and how did you handle it? Well, um, fortunately for me, I wasn't part of his life at that particular time, okay. so it didn't affect me in any particular way. Okay. But thinking back, and Dennis as a person, I can understand why he had to do it, you know. So it was an important thing for him to uncover for himself perhaps also to uncover himself in that process as well so it was a journey for him and um, I I believe as he had mentioned that um, you know he's also learned a lot of through the sacrifices to be able to trust God in all of this so that was the lesson that was learned out of that but if that had to well sort of come across our lives um, and I had to deal with the fact that I am now the celebrated winner what choice do I have a lot of women in our country as South Africans, women in particular, are single parents um, and they've made it. Some way, somehow they've made it. They've raised their kids. It is such a unique system in our country where we, our women are so strong that we can actually be able to stand tall and stand strong in adversity. So I wouldn't see it as an obstacle because some way, somehow, women find ways to find um, things for their family. They find ways to provide, you know, if they are the sole breadwinner. All right, I'm going to read one text and then I will conclude our conversation. Uh, one text reads, good evening, Naya, including your guests. My question is how to avoid or minimize incidents in the marriage, such as violent conflicts and arguments and how to handle arguments in which manner so that those incidents cannot abuse or affect the kids what are suitable good decisions to handle family related incidents it's wonder boy thank you thank you wonder boy um, i'm not it. sure if it's the same wonder boy that i know <laughs> that used to be in the, in the presidency but anyway look i think the important thing is this for us and other people might have other have other things that we believe a family that prays together you know, stays together because um, this thing of spirituality, you know, is something that is, you know, when you mature and you grow older, you start to value those kinds of things more because, you know, there's this thing about eternal life and, and, and um, things that is very important that you start to appreciate more. Um, so for us, you know, it is just this thing that you need to respect, you need to accept that these different people with different points of view. And sometimes it's also just good to just keep quiet. Okay. All right. Uh, Mrs. George, uh, you, you're going to have the final word on this uh, conversation. Uh, you're uh, a, a woman in, in 2019, and you've observed how marriages come together and fall apart. And you also have your own career. What do you do? And do you get support from your husband uh, with what you do? Um, seeing that he begin, he becomes uh, the the spotlight hogger, 
Dr. George. You saw him on the producer. Dr. George. Everyone talks about Dr. George. But hardly ever do we uh, know much or talk about Natalie. Um, so what do you do? And um, does he give you support as a woman living in the year 2019? Well, I guess now that he's no longer in the capacity as uh, General Secretary, he has more time to observe the family and integrate back into the family in 2019. It's, um, it's very refreshing for us, perhaps also maybe a challenge because now we have a third person or uh, the dad in the home where I was assuming both roles, both mom and dad for some time during his career. And um, it, it, it must be difficult for him as well because his, his um, world was very different not too long ago. Um, for him to provide support, I'm, I guess I can say that I'm getting it now because he's more focused on family matters than what he was before. And um, it, f it feels to me that it's the same person that I met many years ago. And that is uh, the, the comfort that I do receive from that, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so what we do is to introduce you to our program as we have done tonight. Um, and we will be inviting you when we have some conversations we need to tackle. So I'd like to put you on the spot, both of you, and ask that you accept our invite. The next time we call, we'll be talking about pointed subjects and certain questions that we need answered. And uh, you'll be one of the couples who will be inviting. Please accept. Of course. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. He's waiting for me to answer first. <laughs> thank you very much, Dr. and uh, Mrs. George. Thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. We really appreciate your time. And hopefully, um, uh, sooner than later, we'll have a conversation. And uh, you'll sit us down 19 minutes before 11.